Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves to dress up in a costume and walk around his house and then uh, go to bed. Frank, how are you today? I'm fantastic. I'm, 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 I'm wearing the best costume of all. My birthday suit. Love. Oh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've been meaning to tell you about that. Yeah. Don't stand up. Oh, you don't like it when the camera gets a... Gets a gets a big old... Brotch full of Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Not, or, or good on you. Like, uh, what a weird way to start this episode. Well, I knew yeah. that was going to happen 17 Just minutes in before your it face. happened. I experienced yeah. it all at the same time, so... Oh, very good. Very yeah. good. Frank, what are you drinking? Uh, I am enjoying a good old uh, Sam Adams cold snap. Ooh, solid. Because really tis solid. the season. It is tis the season for the cold snap. La 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 la. Ooh, good. I am drinking a Sierra Nevada celebration. Ooh. Which is also kind of tis the season. You know, they say, we first brewed Celebration IPA in the winter of 1981. Oh, that's Each cool. year, we use only the first fresh hops of the growing season to create this complex and robust ale. Layered pine and citrus hop and aromas balance delicately against rich malt sweetness to shape this bold wintertime classic. It's I mean, excellent. I'm sold. Have you not had this? You've never had celebration. I don't remember honestly. It sounds familiar, but I I'm not sure if I've actually tried it. Sounds great though. Yeah, would would strongly recommend. It is it is excellent. It's so good. Anyway, Frank, you know what else was so good? Tell me. HBO's Watchmen. Dude, so good. Yes. So yes, good. it was. Intense television. It was so intense, intense television. Um. Okay. Uh, where to begin? I I had heard there was a Watchmen series coming what a year ago whenever they announced it right mm-hmm. and didn't quite know what to expect. I actually made a point of not reading too much about it so that I wouldn't know what time frame it was set in, whether it was just a straight up adaptation of the book or what. Like I didn't know uh, was it a. I think I had heard it was either before or after, but not actually an adaptation. I couldn't remember if it was like a before Watchmen, like the comic. Well, I, I didn't know. So seeing that it was more of a sequel, I was curious whether it would be more reliant on the comic as source material or the film. I have also, I have a mixed feelings relationship about Damon Lindelof's style of storytelling. Uh-huh. Yeah, many, many people do. You yeah. are not alone there. I I was not the biggest fan of The Leftovers. 
No, well, sometimes you just like a fresh meal, Frank. I mean, I mean, leftovers are great for like lunch the next day, but on your fourth day, you know, like cook something new. You know, just because you don't have kids doesn't mean you can't be a dad. <laughs> I know that's what science tells me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, double! I got a hey, double dad joke in him. there. Uh, but but honestly, like I, I I just I wasn't the biggest fan of the leftovers, so I was a little nervous going into this show. But um, and and I'll be honest, the first couple episodes, I was not that jazzed about it. Um, really, I've Watchmen. Of Watchmen, really? I was not. I was not super feeling it the first couple of episodes, but I really wanted to push through and and keep going regardless. And as a whole, as a unit, fantastic. I like so loved it go ahead. as a unit. So so when when spoilers for Watchmen. When yes. did when did that moment shift for you? When were you all of a sudden like now I'm on board? Pretty late in the game. Um really interesting. Pretty late in the game. Uh the first thing that comes to my mind and I'm I'm going to look more I'm going to do a look up here and and take a peek at the episode list just to refresh my memory. But mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to my mind is the black and white episode. So when she takes the memory, the memory, the memory pills. pills. Yeah. Which I think was episode like six out of nine. Um, oh, so you're talking so kind of late, really late, pretty in the late, game. pretty late. Um, yeah, I need to. Uh, yeah, there, there were some there were definitely things throughout that that made me that intrigued me. And, and there were things from the beginning that intrigued me. But. But when I really started to feel like I was watching it all come together was kind of late. And maybe that's on me. Maybe I'm kind of slow at you know, how these things progress. And, and, and I uh, maybe it says more about my ability to, to piece these things together than anything else. But it was around there that I was like, all right, now I understand how these things are all connected. And I'm like invested in seeing it go forward. OK, it was definitely near the end. Good. I think. Did you feel that way about the Watchmen book when you first read it? I remember epi- uh, issue four, which I think is the one where he's on Mars and he's like, it's 1985, I'm doing this. It's 1953, I'm doing this. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it's that issue. Wow, that's issue four? I think so. I think so. Wow. For some reason, four sticks out of my mind. I don't have a frame of reference, so I, I'm not sure. The graphic novel is too far away for me to reach it right now. Me too. So, yeah, it's, it's fantastic it's right powers. Right now would be a good time to manifest yourself. Honestly, yes. But Stretch. but I'm, I'm fairly certain it's, nope. a, it's issue four. So uh, out of 12. So a lot earlier in that run. For me, where I felt invested, but but yeah, for the show, it sort of took me a little. Okay, like, and here's what I think it is: that what they did really, really well, as it in retrospect, is each character kind of got an episode where they were sort of the central character. Oh of yes, each. and it mm-hmm. wasn't until we had gone through that for a bit that I started to realize how all the stories connected together. Um, but okay. it was that black and white episode. It was the it was the uh, uh, the memory pills um, that really. That really, that really did it for me. Interesting. Were that, you bought in from the start? Oh, I was all in from the start. I was, I was a hundred percent. I was a hundred percent on board um, from the Tulsa riots, mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. like, "Wow, this is really intense way to start some television." Like I was, but I could even right at the beginning when the when. Um, the little kid we learn it becomes is hooded justice, mm-hmm. you know, is like watching this thing on TV or the, the in the movie theater. You know, he's watching, you know, this um, and you too can protect the law and all that stuff. I was like, oh, I know where this is going. I like sense it. I feel goodness about this because right off the bat, they're telling me 
subtext. They're telling me layers. They're telling me these things. And then you go outside and it's the Tulsa riots. And yeah, I was on I was on board. Yeah, because I felt it felt like Watchmen. There's an intangible quality to Watchmen in the way that there's an intangible quality to Star Wars. There's a feeling and and the show managed to capture that feeling and i think and i that feeling might be slow burn like mm. an intense slow burn uh and that is hard to achieve and i would i think i was inve- here's the thing i don't know if i would be as invested if i was not a fan of the material in the first place like I know, I know people who watched it who have never read the book and thought it was spectacular. Interesting. So I was so, curious about that, and they they seemed to be able to follow it just fine. But I felt like the Ozzy Mandy stuff would be very difficult to to follow if they if you if you didn't know who he was, what I, he was about. I would all think. of a sudden there all of a sudden there's a giant squid in the middle of New York. Right. Like you, what what did they make of the squid stuff? Because they didn't really explain that in the show. I mean, they uh, kind of did. They alluded to it, but they didn't really explain why a squid or any like any of that. You know, well, the book doesn't really explain why a squid either. It just happens to be like a I I chose a squid for the reasons you know, because it would be cool to draw mm. and then to render in a computer later on. Mm. People who I know who only watched the show said, "Yeah, I loved it," and the squid was weird, but I was on board for it. Mm. And I said, "Okay, interesting, interesting." That's, yeah, that's how I felt as well. <laughs> so, um, I think the show, I, I alluded to the subtext, but I, I think the show builds upon itself very nicely. So, like, you have Angela Abar, you have Regina King, the queen. Uh, oh, she's fantastic. She's so good. So, so good. And um, so you, ha- she is a character. She plays Sister Knight, you know, vigilante, you know, superhero, whatever. She, She's black. She puts on black face to go out and fight crime. Right. So she's like hiding her identity through uh, to in some ways fight a racist organization by wearing a symbol of racism. Yeah. You know, to conceal her own identity. It's things like that that you like you just like sit there and think about all those mixed layers. But then you learn that her grandfather, Hooded Justice, the first superhero, puts on white face yes to be the first superhero yes to rally other superheroes who are white but he's bl- like there's stuff like that and he's also battling racism and like it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes it's really really smart that way it has thought through all of its pieces yeah mostly actually i will say it's mostly thought through all of its pieces. I think so. It's thought it through. And also, like, there are so many things that pay off. There are lots of things that are set up early on and then pay off later, which is a thing that I did not feel with The Leftovers. Like, a lot of things were set up and then never paid off. And I think that was done intentionally in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it left me very frustrated and agitated. And this show, I was very satisfied. In fact, it's so good at paying off those things that I almost feel like if they didn't do another season, I'd be okay. Like I, I, I would like more, but I'd be okay. It's so self encapsulated and and self sufficient that I, I don't necessarily well, need another season. That's because it was built 
that way. Lindelof said they did one season. The plan was to do just one because that's the story that was to be told. Yeah. And he said, if I don't have a good story, I'm not doing a second season. I admire that so much. I wish Mm -hmm. more creators did it that way. And I guess it's hard to do on on a platform other than like an HBO. Right. And when you want to, you know, have food on your plate. For sure. He doesn't have to worry about that, but others do. I think HBO, because it was so well received, I think HBO is going to do another one, whether he's involved or not, or whether he's just, you know, producing, taking a more backseat role or whatever. I think there will be more. Well, wouldn't it be so interesting to have Watchmen be almost a creative anthology series? Where that so you bring really cool. so you bring on a new showrunner, and what does this showrunner have to say about this this universe? It doesn't have to be a sequel. It could be a prequel. It yep. could be a hundred years in the future. It could be, uh, you. It could be adjacent to this story. What's happening on the other side of town or across the world? Or it could be any of these things. I think that's a really cool concept, and I would love to see that. I do think it's a little risky, though, because I think Lindelof has shown that he has a um, he, he has sensibility. An yeah. yeah, yeah, he has he, an understanding of Watchmen. Yeah, in that not everybody gets, and he knows that. But he's coming at Watchmen from a place of reverence, and you can see it, you know, oh, in the yes. way that he treats even some of the parts of the production design like Ozymandias' costume is just Ozymandias. There's no flair oh, about yeah. it outside of this is what he looked like on the page, this is what he looks like in real life. Flat out, this is it. It's yeah, yeah. There it is. Yeah. And that's for all of that. Anybody who like comes remarkably close to looking like that character. You got you got Dr. Manhattan, um you have um Archie, you have a, you know, uh, um Night Owl's ship. Just this, that's it. That's Archie. It doesn't look like anything different than what it is. It's just straight up. It is what it is. I love that. I do too. And I, maybe another show. Run, like you could run the risk of say like a True Detective, where you're like, ooh, that first season was solid, but ooh, boy, that second season, you know, yeah, like, oh, yeah, oh, oh no. But you could run that risk with Lindelof too. That's you know, true. if he that's if he's true. if he if he does ends up doing a story he's not fond of. That's how these things crumble pretty quickly. And like I think the story tells the story it needs to tell. And so like even though it ends kind of on a cliffhanger, you know, um, Angela basically has the the abilities of Dr. Manhattan, we yeah, think. I think it's, it's pretty strongly implied. It, yeah. It's pretty strongly implied that this, a show that starts with, a show that starts with, the um, uh, hate and victimization of African-Americans ends with an African-American becoming a god. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's something, there's a real follow-through on that, that you, like, where do you go from there? What story are you trying to tell next? Uh, There was a lot of talk online, as there always is, People saying like, "Oh, Watchmen is too political," and I'm gonna be like, "Did you have read Watchmen?" Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, it was extremely political to begin with. Right. the whole The whole thing is political. It's a it's, it's a an, it's a it's a gut reaction yes. to Thatcher's England. Yes, that's yes. what Watchmen and V for Vendetta. Yes, that like that's what that is. Nick, like Nixon, maybe Nixon, president in that, Nixon, in that book, Reagan, but it's, right? It's way more about Thatcher than it's way more about the UK than it is about the US. It's it's yep. way more about the political situation in the UK in the eighties. 
um, than it is about anything really regarding the U.S. That's what Alan Moore is really pretty nakedly trying to say. Like he's not really even sugarcoating it. Um, right. But I guess if you don't know the political climate of the U.K. in the 80s. And we're then... so far removed from it now that it's hard for people to remember that or realize that. Sure. But I think that's the but the power of the story and part of the importance of Watchmen in the first place as a comic is that it was commenting on the real world. It's political. Po- comics didn't do that. They just didn't. They they were a world unto themselves. And then along comes Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen. And they're like, boom, let's let's get out our political anger inside right. a comic book. It's a it's a totally it's a to, I mean, it was revolutionary for that reason, among others. But like that's that's why it's it's uh, that's why it's on New York Times like lists of most important books, right? Like because of, right. of what it meant for that medium, exactly. And so, and so like I I really like say like I really like the Zack Snyder film um, because it it is basically a page by page with very few changes story uh, version of the story, but it's apolitical. Mm-hmm. It, it has nothing to do with politics whatsoever it is a out and out action adventure story yes that happens to include these characters which misses the point yeah i agree i agree it it really misses the point of watchmen and i think the hbo show absolutely understands what watchmen is i i I think so too it's a it's a political show with super characters inside of it Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm Yep, yeah. I, I I totally agree. I totally totally agree. I think, uh, and I think that's something that Lindelof really nails in in the way that he does it, and in the it, it's I think more approachable than than Alan Moore's uh, storytelling style. I think that it's kind of I, I mean Surprise, to me anyway, I think it's more approachable than Alan Moore. <laughs> Got I him. mean, yeah, I think so too. Um, and Alan Moore will never see that, but. Um, nope. <laughs> but but you know what? Alan I, honestly, Moore will never listen to this podcast. Well, he'll never he'll never hear this podcast, but he'll never see the show either. I don't think. Uh, but I I I wish I think he, he would. watches all of them. I think he watches. I them. don't think he does. I don't think he's seen the movie. I don't think he should. I don't think he should should see the movie. But I think he should watch this. Oh, I think you'd be like, look, this is not really your work. This is a this is something that is inspired by you. Yeah, and I think it gets the point or or at least yeah, demonstrates his points better than the movie did. I I yes, I I absolutely agree. What do you think the point is? What is the what what is the show because I I think the show starts well here's the thing. I think the show starts strong. It has a really strong beginning for me. It has a stronger ending for you, which I think is is mm. nice because we, we both get something out of this. Um, I think it it starts strong in its political leaning. Yes. And it does slowly become, over the course of the show, this action adventure. Yes. It, it becomes like full on sci-fi by the end, right? Like by, by the time we're in the finale and she's they got they got the the. The cavalry's got the chamber to trap Dr. Manhattan, and she's got the clock, and they've got the whole thing going. And she literally transports them to her facility, by the way. <laughs> like, literal tra- mm-hmm. Like, it becomes full-on, like, hard sci-fi by the end. Um, yes. But what is the point? Um, I, I'm not good at... I'm not good at distilling down any sort of, like... These these stories like Alan Moore's uh, style of storytelling, I find it hard to distill it down to just one point because I don't know that it's trying to say just one thing. 
Like, is there is there mm-hmm. one moral to this story? I don't I don't know mm-hmm. that there is just one moral to the story. No, I agree with you. It, this this show is just as much about racism as yep. it is about um, the victimization of the victimization of structures, not even just people, but structures like it is talking about, you know, police and politics. And yes, absolutely. But also like anti-imperialism, right? With like Vietnam Mm -hmm. becoming the 51st state and what the implications of that look like. Uh, Also, also just like the, the, the mad power. Poor Puerto Rico. Like, Oh, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really forever a territory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. mm -hmm. But, but then like it's, it's, the the whole thing of Lady True um, wanting that power, that level of Doctor Manhattan power, and and clearly not being fit for it, right? Like the um, absolute power corrupting absolutely, and she doesn't even have it yet, and it's already corrupting her. Um, like there there are so many so many lessons that, that it's trying to teach. It's hard to distill it down to to one, and that's kind of what makes it so complex and interesting. I agree. Here's the thing: you mentioned Lady True that she was the component that I felt was lacking in the story. You know why that is? Because she didn't get her own episode. Oh, maybe that's it. Because I, I was uh, very unclear about, like, what what is it you want exactly? I read somewhere that there were supposed to... It was a going it was going to be a 10-episode run, and instead they did 9. And I feel like if they had done 10 and given us a Lady True-centric episode... They gave us her story sort of in chunks throughout. Sure. But there like, wasn't... There were, there wasn't the reveal a reveal of her, her, like her, her mother and yeah, all this stuff yeah. is is very powerful. Yes, and uh, but I think I didn't feel as connected to her as anybody else. And I think you're right; she doesn't have her own episode. Didn't get her own and episode. I, yeah, although some characters did get their own episodes and then disappeared. Like Looking Glass's episode was awesome. It was so great. Good. It was so so good. And then what happened to him? You know what yeah. I mean? Then he's well, just that like. Was... There that to was watch. so that he could reappear. That was so he could reappear in the finale and and you know and sort of save the day. That's true. Fun fact about Looking Glass. Get this: his mask CGI. No. Uh huh. Uh huh. I watched a behind the scenes like these. The CGI of HBO's Watchmen is a little like two minute like clip of like all that stuff. His actor on set. Um, whether it be the stuntman or uh, the stand-in or um, uh, Blake T. Nelson, it was either a gray or green pullover mask with eye holes, and that um, reflective effect is completely computer-generated. That's absolutely insane. Isn't that insane? You feel, like you look at it and you're like, I know what that material feels like. I feel like I can touch it. Like yeah. I, I, yeah. Like I, I, I've, I know what that is. Insane. Wow, that's crazy! I love that. Did you find it? I would not. No, I can't find it. But okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll find it. it. Yeah, but that's nuts, and I love that. I love that. That's would not have guessed that. Wow, it's it's like as mind blowing as finding out that Angela is married to Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, (laughs) that was a great reveal. It was was a really, it was really strong reveal. Yeah, I. Didn't see it coming. I really, they really had me hook line with the he's on Mars, whatever else. But I love that the show is told in in a in the way that Doctor Manhattan experiences time. Yeah, this is not it's not a linear story. It's told as everything happens at once, 
Uh, it that's it that's what I mean. It's just really really smart, and it it presents itself in a way that it doesn't pander to its audience, and I appreciate that too. Where I watch that and I say this would be hard to follow for if you're not paying attention. Yeah, and if you're not good at paying attention, yeah, it's hard to follow. Yeah, it, it yeah it could be. It absolutely could be. And that's okay. It's just for this is for people who are looking for smart television. Yes, it is. And and it, it it's kind of it's a, I think it's a wonderful example of smart television in a way that maybe like people got psyched out with Game of Thrones or something like that. People say, "Oh, smart television Game of Thrones." Like it's very well done, high production value, wonderfully acted, good stories, great cinematography. It Watchmen is smart. Mm-hmm. Game mm-hmm. of Thrones tricks you. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. There's a difference in those narratives, and uh, man, I was just, I was really, I was really taken with Watchmen. It's really, I'm like a, yeah, I'll get to it kind of television watcher. Like I don't have to watch the episode as soon as it airs, kind of thing. Watchmen, I had to watch at nine o'clock on Sunday, no exception. You know, so I didn't do that. I I watched the first couple the week that they came out, and then time got away from me and I, I so I had to watch the, the I binged the last seven episodes and I enjoyed them way more I think because I binged them personally I, I and I and I, I feel the same way about Watchmen as as a graphic novel too I never had the like I was not born yet when it came out right so I only right. was able to read it as a collected a collected work and I'm glad I did because I feel like I and we talked you know, when we talked about um, Doomsday Clock I feel like I would have benefited from reading that binge reading that um, more than I did by reading it, you know, as the new issues came out, especially because it was the book was late and there were big gaps. But like, I feel like for me, a story like that, that is more complex and has more self self referential pieces and um, relies on you to remember something, you know, in, in chapter nine, you have to remember something from chapter two. Um, for me, it works better when I'm binging it. Cause it's just all, it's all fresh in my mind and I don't have to, recall something that I read 18 months ago. Um, yeah. So binging the show really, I think, helped my enjoyment of it in a big way. That's good. I would like to go back and rewatch The Hopeful Dreams of an yes. Adult. Yes. I'll yes. rewatch it someday when We all I say die. these things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to, but I I liked watching it and water cooling. Water cooling talk it. Sure. You know, I think that's not a, a word that it's not a way, correct way to say that, but I don't care. You know what I meant? Like, bubble. I had a bubble, bubble talk. Uh, I had a, I had a, I have a friend that watched it every week, just like I did. So, like, I saw him on Mondays and we we're like, okay, what do we think about this? How's this going? What do we, mm-hmm, what do we think? Mm-hmm. Where's this going? And I missed that in television. I guess I, like, the only show that is really kind of like that recently like for the world or at least for you know america was game of thrones that's right yeah uh and like you could say maybe the mandalorian but game of thrones is probably the one that's the wider equivalent Mm -hmm. yeah biggest equivalent and and uh i wished watchmen caught on that way um for people because i think there's something to offer everybody and it's important and Regina King is just so good. I just like I was floored. Everybody's great. We didn't talk really about Ozzy Mandy's and his weirdness. That uh, was that was like the Tales of the Black Freighter of this show. Yeah. It oh. was sort of like, what is happening? I don't really know how this connects. I know it's gonna, 
but I don't really see how it connects yet. Yep. Um, and especially not knowing that he was on Europa or any of that until until we saw him get transported to Europa or when, you know, whenever they revealed that. Um, yeah, that was all in, like seeing all that stuff. Right. And like seeing him like harvesting babies out of the water and all these things. Mm-hmm. And especially at the, at the first time we see him when he just kills uh, that guy on stage during the play. And the Tom horseshoe Mizon. coming back time after time, like all these different things. Like, what does any of this mean? Um, the, and the, the game warden, like all these things that how, what could any of it possibly mean? And then it all connects. It all makes sense. It was one of those things that I was nervous that it was going to be like the leftovers where they just left threads just to daunt them in your face, just to be like, here you go. Here's things that we're just never going to resolve. Just like it's nonsense for nonsense's sake. At least that's how it felt to me. Sorry. Don't write me angry emails. I didn't care for the leftovers. Um, and yet <laughs> this show, I felt like they laid all those breadcrumbs out and then it all meant something like everything meant something. Even the freaking horseshoe, the horseshoe coming back time after time and being like, why are there horseshoes? And then it's finally because these, Whatever you want to call them, the, the Crookshanks and 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 Mister What's His Face, um, Mister Ichabod Crane from yeah, Sleepy Hollow. They knew that they were supposed to give him a, a, a horseshoe to get out. So Phillips, he could dig his Phillips, Mister Phillips, Phillips and Crookshanks knew that he he needed the horseshoe, and they kept giving them to him at the wrong times. And then finally, 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 it was the right time. That is, I did not pick up on that. I missed that. That I, was how he dug his way out. Oh, I got that, but I didn't understand. I forgot the horseshoe every time. Oh, so gotcha, gotcha. this is where binging it was more helpful. See, yeah, 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 yeah. I also love the just, stuff. side note. I love that there was an episode title that was "A God Walks Into a Bar," but it was "A God Walks a Into bar, a, bar. A, a Bar." A Bar. <laughs> You're the first person to appreciate that. Like I appreciate. I love that. that. I love that. It was very good. Um, my one sadness with this show, my real one sadness, uh, because this this t- actually ties into Doomsday Clock. In 2019, I got two Watchmen sequels. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, what a what a world synergy, baby. Yeah, and all of that stuff. I liked that. Where the heck was Night Owl in both of them? I know, man. I know both of them. Like I that really it actually really kind of bugged me because I'm like Night Owl's the best. He's just trying to do the right thing all the time. He's us. Night Owl is more like your average comic book geek reader than any but than any other character. He's just Season a guy. Two. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Um, but I just I was like, oh I I miss Dan. Where'd they say he was? Jail? He, they never They never said. He no. might be dead. I don't think he was dead. I I thought they made a reference to him being in prison or something. I don't... I don't know. No. I don't know. But, oh well. Anyway, that was my, that's my big loss. So anyway, uh, full wrap-up, Watchmen, watch it. Watch Who watches the Watchmen. the Watchmen? You do. You watch the Watchmen. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And uh, while you're while you're doing that, um, also you know, check us out because because we're cool. Because uh, you can find us in all kinds of places uh, like beerandgeeks.com. 
and uh, and uh, thoughtbubbleaudio.com and patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio uh, and anywhere podcasts are found like Overcast, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts is a great place to leave us ratings and reviews. Those mean a lot to us. Um, so you can check us out there. You can email us at beerwithgeeks.com. Follow us at beerwithgeeks on Twitter. I'm at Frank Ramblings. Tim is at TimothyPG13. All sorts mm-hmm. of places to find us. I'm appropriate for everyone. You are. You are. Yeah, Unlike Watchmen. Unlike Watchmen, which is not appropriate for everybody. Nope. Don't get don't get confused by the costumes. Keep the kids away. Oh my goodness, yes. Oh yes. Oh yeah. All right, cool. Frank. Always a pleasure. Absolutely, my friend. Indeed. So until next time. Cheers. cheers. <laughs>